0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus, As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Good and gracious God. It seems like we are always striving to change who we are. We ask that you would work in us, that we might become more fully who you created us to be. Amen. So, this is a reading that we have every year. If you can picture us being on kind of a sliding calendar... We have Christmas on the 25th of December. We have Epiphany on the 6th of January, always. And who knows where Easter will be? So we've had weeks and weeks now of kind of the elastic in our belt, depending on what year we are in. But this Sunday always marks the end of that time, right before we move into Ash Wednesday and we move into our Lenten journey. And so here we are. The Transfiguration of our Lord. Now, as I like to say, I'm sure you've all bought your Transfiguration cards and gotten them all out in the mail this last week. Way ahead of the rush that is surely going to be there on Tuesday. I remember when I was a kid... I couldn't define that word to save my life. Transfiguration, that was one of those strange church words that we used once a year, and the pastor would get up front, and it had something to do with really white clothes, was about all I could get out of it, but that was kind of the extent of it. The fascinating thing to me is that after centuries, after centuries, of this mysterious word. Everyone under the age of 30 knows exactly what it means. In fact, if you go to Hogwarts, you can take a class in Transfiguration. Transfiguration is where something gets changed from one thing into another. Every kid knows that, right? Now, if you do go to Hogwarts, as some might say, you start out on easy stuff. You know, you change matches into pins, things that are kind of close to the same size. It's kind of a curious image in a fashion. Transform, another word like it, to change form. Transfigure, to change figure. The image that we have today is less about bright white clothing, but rather that the disciples are seeing exactly who Jesus is. They are seeing, in many ways, the resurrection before it's happened. They're seeing Him in all of His glory. And they don't know what to do. They're scared to death. It's something that's out of their frame of reference, which universally does not keep Peter from talking. He always has to blurt out something. Hey, let's let's build something. Which I'm sure is our natural response when we're afraid, is to, to build something. And that's what Peter calls out. But I don't want to get too far ahead in the story because I think there are some words in the text that bear our attention before we get to the white clothes portion of it. Six days later, the text says. Six days. Not two, not four, not twelve, not eight. Importantly, not seven. In the Bible, the numbers six and seven almost never mean six of something and seven of something. Seven means you're done. doesn't matter how long it took you. So if I was telling a parable in Bible times and I said, we went and we worked at building a house for seven days. I've just told you that we built the house. I didn't tell you how long it took. I told you that we built it. If I told you that we worked on this house for six days, it could have been nine months. But what I told you was that we did not finish building the house. Seven means done. Seven days of creation. Six means not done. We've spent several weeks in the first chapter of Mark and now we're in chapter nine. Six days later. Not yet done. Not quite there. I think we start this text by asking... What happens on the seventh day? What happens when it's done? What happens when this story gets to where it's going? What happens when it's complete? Not when it's six days later, but what happens on the seventh day? On the seventh day in the Gospel of Mark, which is the year that we are in, we find ourselves outside the city of Jerusalem on a hill by a cross with the centurion seeing the way in which Jesus died, declaring, surely this man is God's Son. That's what happens on the seventh day. We're almost there. We're leaning into it. Even us here today, just in the next few days, we're going to begin just that 40-day march, 40 real counts as we cross off days on the calendar until we too share that same story. Almost there. And in that spot of being almost there, they see Jesus for who he is. Now, we see the bright light. It's always kind of fascinating to me when we have these stories from our sisters and brothers in that first generation way back when trying to articulate something that was completely out of their frame of reference and how it comes to us in these very real and literal words of bright light and things being white, brighter than any human being could make them. And then we hear that there are other people there. Moses and Elijah. Heard about Elijah in the first reading in his grand tour of the Holy Lands before he gets taken up carefully dividing the water before he does, a little nice Moses nod before he moves on. And in the text that we have today, the Gospel text, we see Elijah and Moses showing Jesus squarely in this tradition, this sense of coming from God, a voice of the prophets, but even more profoundly at the end, it's only Jesus there. He is enough. Well, now we're to the transfiguration part, this changing business. Now, we might look at Jesus and say, well, that's that's well enough for him, but what does that have to do with us? On Ash Wednesday, we will be marked with ashes, a reminder of our mortality. As we move through Lent, and as we approach Easter, we are reminded that in our baptisms, we are wrapped together with Christ in His story. Not ours, but His. A story that ties us in baptism to life through death, to new life. We are changed. We are transformed. Seems a little too easy in some ways. I think that's where we kind of go back to that first year at Hogwarts in a way. We start small. It's something that we chip at every day. God being present in us in a way that breaks apart the broken pieces of us that are clinging in such a way that prevent us from being the human beings that God Created us to be. And so we make small steps. We fall down at times. We reach out for help and we reach out to help. Bringing people closer to that transformation. Not something that's going to happen perfectly here. It's as if we're going year by year through different layers and levels. Something that we continually work on. But it is in that work that we share the light of Christ with those around us. So, where I'd like to leave you, though, is this listen to me part. In the text, as Jesus shows up with Elijah and Moses, all of a sudden, there is this voice that they couldn't hear at Jesus' baptism, but they hear now. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. There's a sense of God telling Simon Peter, who's trying to race around and build things on the mountaintop, focus. (laughs) Focus. There's work to be done. We're going back down. So if we talk about the transfiguration of our Lord, that leads us to understand we are also talking about our own transfiguration. And it's important to understand that as we are transformed, it's not for the purpose of having really cool white clothes. But rather, it is for the purpose of changing our own lives, the lives of those around us, and in fact, all of creation. So Peter is very right in many ways. There is work to be done, but not in relishing what they had just experienced, but rather it is back down the mountain that he might continue to be transformed, that we might continue to be transformed, that the world might still be transformed. Amen.